0: Hello, oh, Janina.
1: Like I said, you look like David Bowie today, and you said you're a vampire.
0: I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, feeling very shy of the sun. <laughs>
1: yes. What happened?
0: Um, I went in for my uh, annual checkup. Yes. And uh, of your eyes. Of my eyes, they put drops in my eyes, so uh, I'm a bit sensitive to sunlight at <laughs> <Yes>. the moment. Yes. <laughs> which is just a good, st- just as good thing that we're sat here in the webcast studio. Or the there are studio. no
1: windows at all.
0: No windows at all, buried in the middle of a building somewhere. Yes. Could be anywhere, really, couldn't we? Yeah.
1: Well, so but,
0: but one way, one hmm? place we're not is yes. Barcelona.
1: Yes, big news. N- no one else either. Well, I, mean, I guess some
0: people <laughs> will be in Barcelona. Oh yeah, but, uh, the, the Barcelonians. You know, the Barcelonaians.
1: <laughs> <Good coughs> people, the Catalans.
0: Is, that, the, is the Barcelonians, Like it's like like the real Madridians?
1: Is it? I don't know. Uh, but yes. The big news uh, was that uh, Mobile Congress is cancelled uh, in Barcelona this year. Big news, uh, sad news for 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 us and five G. But I mean, it's better to
0: and um, sad news for the tapas trade.
1: <laughs> for the tapas trade. No, but uh, of course, it's important to prioritize people's lives in in. Uh, when when it comes to the coronavirus.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... 100,000
1: th- people in one place all of a sudden... Yeah. ...is quite a lot. Yeah.
0: But uh, I think from my point of view, I'm quite pleased that the company made the decision it made. Yeah. I know there were people who were going were a little... Some some of the people I know that were going were a little concerned about, well, do not really want to be in a place where mm. there's people coming from all over the world? Yes. Um, and... Uh, Sometimes you just have to play on the safe side.
1: Yes. So, now it's cancelled. We're looking forward to meeting uh, people at the next Mobile well, World Congress, whenever that happens. It
0: could be in uh, Shanghai, yeah. or it could be in the US, yeah. in, the, in the autumn. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Mm.
1: Before we start this podcast, let's start off with introducing another podcast, which <laughs> we will have on this podcast.
0: Or as we say now, <laughs> and now for something completely
1: different. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different.
2: Luby also <laughs> the same. <laughs> but also semi-the-same. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: so, uh, we have Christine Luby in the studio right now, Hello. and uh, we will introduce another podcast, which you we actually did have on this uh, podcast, well, stream. Uh, but <laughs> it was really, really fast.
3: It was a brief lifespan (laughs) of the original (laughs) episode.
1: Then it was called The Road to Barcelona. It was called The Road to
3: Barcelona and then it went up Thursday afternoon Mm. and then Friday morning we were not taking that road to Barcelona anymore. No!
4: So it was canceled. came down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still got 350 uh, listens, though. So, I mean, nice. people out there uh, did, uh, did notice it. Uh, and we did say that we would uh, possibly... Well, we, we talked about it in the podcast before. Uh, but now, you are restarting it. Because yes. this, is, uh, this was not just a road to Barcelona.
3: No. I mean, it was easy. It was a nice little helpful guide to call the road to barcelona when it's really more about um the startup five basically which is the new name um so originally the idea was there's this journey that consumer lab which is an organization within ericsson was taking with five startup companies and bringing them to our booth at barcelona so hence the road to barcelona Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, you're working together with our consumer lab yes and On the first episode, you have Jasmeet Singh, who we had on this podcast uh, before, uh, from Ericsson Consumer Lab, talking about six months ago. Yeah, uh, talking about five G for was it five G for consumers? For consumers, so there you go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Yeah. doing
0: doing what Consumer Lab does best, and and doing a consumer survey of consumer expectations around uh, what five G is going to be good for.
3: Exactly. And I wonder. I think possibly the ideas kind of started with that research there when he was doing that with the consumer lab group of seeing what's been working in South Korea versus what's been working or not working in Europe and how do consumers actually you know take up 5g what are they looking for and then that's kind of trying to bridge the gap of what companies have and what is out there f- from the startups to actually answer consumer demands so that's mm. the perfect little yep. synchronization and, uh, and,
0: mm? and is it just consumer demands or are we talking about uh, like enterprise uh, demands also
3: as well i'm trying to think i think um the majority are actually more consumer focused they they are solutions that can be used by enterprises but actually no that's not true there are it's a good mix Hmm. so it's like a little teaser i'm not going to say who's doing what but i'm thinking there's a few (laughs) out of the five there's a few that do both and yeah. there's a few that do one, one or the other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we we thought this would be a good content also for our listeners to to uh, dive into. It's another track of five G, but yeah. like m- more about how it's it might be getting used out there by smaller companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, just meet, and you also have uh, Christina. Christina. Pandira, mm-hmm. also from Ericsson Consumer Lab, on the first episode. Yes. Uh, and uh, but and you, are you the host of this? I guess I'm the host. I've,
3: yeah, <laughs> unofficially, officially the host. So I'm trying to help uh, guide the conversation. So the first episode, we're just kind of establishing what is Startup 5? Who is the Startup 5? Why the Startup 5? And then we start meeting them. Which I think is really interesting, yeah. Um, to hear about not only what they their final solutions are right now, but the journey going from um, their ideas to something that is actually being used in various markets. And what's been really interesting is that a lot of them have been based on people's personal experiences. So we have one who was um, an esports player, I guess you can say, an esports legend. He was he was a professional esports player and he a couple of years ago he saw you know the need to have a better experience like uh, you know we have premium spotify or we have free spotify there's not really that for esports like how do you get an actual really good esports viewing experience different streams so then he went and started working on that so i mean mm-hmm. those kind of stories where people see something that they would prefer to have themselves and then actually working towards it mm-hmm. i always think is very interesting
1: yeah sounds really interesting and so we're releasing uh, the first episode this week yes. and how many episodes will there be we'll see I think right
3: now we're aiming for five uh, we have a few done um, but I think the important thing or interesting thing is that it's not you know before we had a tighter on Barcelona like we said um, but now it's very quite free you know there could be developments down the road around summer around you know there are other seasons i feel strange to say about summer because it feels so far away (laughs) right now but there there is a whole beautiful 2020 year ahead of us and i i know that you know consumer lab is not stopping at five they make it very clear that you know it's a good start with five but let's see how many we can get and how Mm -hmm. many how many operators we can connect with these companies
1: yeah so keep a look out, and if you like uh, Christine's voice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and even if you don't, <laughs> then uh, uh, keep a lookout on the stream for the Startup 5 uh, episodes. Mm? Please and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jean and Paul. Oh, That's cool. And now over to something completely different.
0: 5G and Industry 4.0. Yeah, uh,
1: The you mean... What we're doing with the, the car com- manufacturer Audi, Audi, in Germany, uh, connecting <coughs> their robots, connected,
0: connected robots. That yeah. was actually going to be one of the things we had on the on the show yeah. in Barcelona. Was it, it was going to be a demo. Robot. Yeah, um, but uh, we were press release with Audi talking about the work we're doing there, piloting. 5G URLLC
1: URLLC uh, yes
0: ultra ultra reliable low latency communication yes.
1: <laughs> is that a special flavour of 5G or is it just a, a hype word? Well,
0: I th- I th- I think to an extent it is because I think to to get to URLLC uh, you you probably want to be running 5G standalone. I think to be able to not be tied to the f- to the 4G layer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, that's one of the things where the kind of standardization is still coming through, I think, in in terms of the details of of that. But it's certainly the thing that differentiates 5G from 4G when it comes to uh, using it for the Internet of Things. So we talk about massive IoT, lots of small, cheap devices. You can do that with with the 4G and some other technologies. Um, Even 2G sometimes. Even 2G. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Especially 2G. 2G is tops. Then you can have uh, devices that send quite a lot of data, yeah. and then, but, but then you can use like an, an LTE subscription for that, mm-hmm. or almost like a standard, standard smartphone. And then you come into the ones where you need fast response times. Mm. And that's what uh, we call critical IoT and industrial automation IoT. And here I think the focus is looking at uh, there's some particular protocols and things which they use in, in manufacturing environments to be able to get repeatable and, and um, deterministic communication so that you know exactly when something is going to happen. And that's more important than how necessarily how quickly it happens, but you need to know exactly when it happens and you need to know next time it happens, it's going to happen at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what's, what's being looked at for being able to apply this 5G URL to LC into, into factory environments.
1: Yeah, and I also saw that there were so, some uh, safety aspects to to yeah, that.
0: S- so safety is one of those things that, mm. you, that uh, you have a machine that's working, and uh, there's, there's normally like a like a safe zone. If you're out, if you're outside of a certain area, then you're then you're safe. But if you go into a certain area, then there's risk that you get mm. injured or otherwise. Um, and like the classic old-fashioned example is just things like like lathes and uh, uh, milling machines where. Now, if your hands get in the way, you can get mangled. Yeah. Um, And there you have, like, mechanical covers and things. But in a lot of places, it's maybe not practical to have a mechanical cover, so you need an um, ultra-reliable electronic shield or cover so that when you break that barrier, uh, the thing stops.
1: Yeah. And this ultra-reliable... Um, low latency is of course so it stops uh, instantly and perhaps does the right thing instantly and, yeah. and like, obviously
0: how instant it needs to be depends a bit on how fast the machine is going Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure uh, And but the most important thing I guess with 5G is that it's going to be wireless so we don't have to trip over the wires and it's the that,
0: that's one of the things that makes it very f- flexible to deploy because mm. a machine needs to have a power connection normally
1: yeah
0: um, but you don't need to work out where you're going to get a data connection from or how the, you know how the data is going to get off the machine you can do that wirelessly mm. um, uh, and that gives you f- great flexibility then if you want to to change the manufacturing line and, and change the setup add, a, add, a, add something in the process or move things around <laughs> you don't have to do the same degree of planning that means that you that those processes cuz every if you want to reorganize a factory then uh, you have to kind of stop production reorganize, uh, everything, reorganize move, it, move everything move and, everything around and do the cabling and 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 then start again yeah well mm-hmm. that costs money cuz mm-hmm. cuz your production's off, offline <laughs> so uh, the quicker and easier it is to do that the the, better, the easier it is for you to, to to be flexible in your manufacturing line and and what you manufacture mm-hmm.
1: Cool, cool. Cool. Uh, so, we also have some uh, an assortment of Spectrum use. Yeah, where do you want to start? How about Sweden? Oh, what do you think? <laughs> okay, we have Spectrum auctions in Sweden. Date is set.
0: The date is set. Um, for your Darius, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the date is set <laughs> to?
1: October 13th.
0: I hope that's not Friday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm it's sure it's probably not be, a fryer. It's yeah. just going to be b- uh good luck uh for 5G in Sweden. Yes. Uh
0: so that's the, so that's uh, Sweden's uh, Sweden's bid to get into the 5G game. Yep. Um something happened in Singapore. What was that?
1: Uh yes, so they uh, have had their spectrum auctions now and uh they got Spectrum bids from all four operators there. Mm. I guess that was the interesting topic for for 5G, sorry, for Singapore, for Singapore. uh, I would have thought that Singapore was uh, one of those places that would be really, really early. But it looks like they have also had some uh, things they needed to fix when it comes to the Spectrum. Okay. To start the Spectrum auctions.
0: Uh, The the thing with Spectrum is it's a bit difficult to sell it if somebody else is using it already.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that usually is the, the cumbersome <laughs> That's usually, part. Usually,
0: the way so <laughs> yes. it, it takes uh, it takes a bit of time to, to sort those things out. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and also in the Far East, or in the in, the, in parts east of Sweden, at least, uh, Thailand. Yes, uh, they've also had a special margin, uh, concluded um, just this uh, last weekend. Uh, One hundred billion baht. Uh, and uh, you'll have to go away and Google how much a <laughs> bard is worth to know how much that is in, in, uh, in shekels or rubles or whatever you count in. But a hundred billion bard on on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen when they expect to go live now, but the uh, but the auctions are concluded, so that's yeah. the big stick in the thing. box. Mm-hmm. Now they can go away and start uh, equipping for that. Yes. If they've not already been doing that already. <laughs>
1: Um, Planning the launch.
0: So that's Spectrum. Mm. And Spectrum's kind of linked to what we're actually going to talk about today with our guests.
1: Yes. Uh, So, uh, today, well, last week we were actually uh, in another building here in Kista where they were doing uh, uh, speed tests or speed. They were trying to push as much data through a network connection as possible. And they broke the net re- record for 5G speed, uh, 4.3 gigabit Sorry, I have
0: a sudden vision of this, this vinyl disc being smashed over somebody's head. Yes. <laughs> they broke the record. They oh broke no. the record. Where am I going to find another one?
1: <coughs> uh, so, 4.3 gigabit per second. But of course, everything when it comes to speed and network speed, Depends on a number of things. And we've uh, yeah, talked about this a little bit before.
0: The world claims.
1: Yes, the world claims.
0: Yeah, people get very confused about world claims. And uh, sometimes it's quite difficult to understand. Well, what was the difference with this claim? Yes. Um, but this is this is 5G speed. Um, so the first thing is interesting. Well, you know, well, what what has been tested? Um so uh this was done with commercial equipment so with our our, our standard uh, standard equipment.
1: Yeah, when it comes to commercial equipment, we can uh, have commercial equipment as in the the radios of course and the so the radios the and hardware. the baseband so, yeah. so the
0: basic base station equipment was 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 standard. Yep. But of course there's no live commercial network in, in Sweden, so it was not on a live commercial network. No. But we do have a test network in, in Shista, so I'm guessing it's using the, that test license. But that means that you're testing, there, there aren't thousands of other people using the network at the same time. At the time. same time, yes. So it's, so, it's a, so it's a trial or a test, rather than a like full commercial trial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another commercial thing is... The chipset. Yes. Are you using a commercial chipset? For, yeah. for this test, and,
0: yeah. and I think this was with a commercial chipset. It, n- it was, but it was the not in a fully ch- commercial phone. No, so, you can
1: <laughs>
2: <coughs> so that's
0: the next level. Yes. <laughs> the chips, the chipsets, commercial, but the, but uh, it's not a f- it's not a handset or phone it, you yeah, can go and buy in the shops. It's a it's a test device to allow you to to, to use the chipset. Yeah, and um, I guess
1: that's because it's still like. Yeah, it's still uh, getting, getting, getting in production. <laughs> yes. Yep.
0: Uh, so that so those are the t- and, and then the, you know so that's like uh, commercial equipment, mm. a commercial chipset. Um, it's also, of course, running the full three GPP five G standards. If you if you go mm-hmm. back in time, then yeah. there was quite a lot of uh, trials and claims around things which were five G, mm. but the standards hadn't been set. So you could say it's five G technology, but not five G five G that was being tested. So now we're into five G five G. then we can talk about what spectrum band you're at, because you can claim a you know, you can have a higher speed in one band and someone else could have the higher speed in a different band. So yeah. this was up in the millimeter wave. Uh, yeah. And the and the important number there is how much spectrum do you get? Because mm. that limit that affects your ability to push data through.
1: Yes, uh, and, and I we're guess it's uh, different in different in mid bands, low bands, and high bands. The amount uh, of spectrum, the amount of
0: spectrum you can expect to <laughs> get hold of. This yeah. is in millimeter waves, so there's a bit more spectrum available. Mm-hmm. So this is um, eight hundred megahertz of spectrum, uh, and that's in chunks of a hundred megahertz I think we talked before about 4G does mostly stuff in chunks of 20 megahertz or 10 megahertz um, this is in chunks of a 100 megahertz so eight carrier aggregation uh,
2: mm-hmm. we're
0: only eight so eight times 100 megahertz of carrier 4.3 gigabits per second
1: and the what I think they said that it's uh, Four times faster than uh, than fiber. Right? Well,
0: <laughs> well, there was an interesting coincidence there because the very day that we were there to see that test, uh, they were in the in, in the house at home, and uh, swapped out the uh, network terminating box or the broadband box in the basement. Mm-hmm. <coughs> at for, your
1: apartment? Mm?
0: Actually, my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, house. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so they swap the swap the box in the basement for one which will allow you now to get a gigabit service. So before mm. it was a hundred megabits per second maximum yeah. throughput. Now I think you can I have hundred megabits. Now transport. you can get up to a gigabit per second. Wow. This is four times as fast yeah, so as this th- shiny brand new fibre connection. Yeah. Uh, and that's on your mobile phone.
1: Yes. So good. Uh, g- Al- good. Although
0: of course that's that's like the, as good as you're going going to get because if you if you know, walk to the you know, 500 meters away then um, maybe you might not get such a good connection of course
1: (laughs) and I mean this is very much theory right I mean it is the top speed it's one device it's without anyone blocking yeah but it's
0: it's theory and it's theory but the same is true as if Mm. you're uh, if you're on the street you know with good line of sight from an antenna in in the right area using this using this uh, technology you'll get those kind of speeds
1: yes so, I mean, theory and practice, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is. I mean, it is a... Uh,
0: theory and practice. We, we
1: even saw it with our own eyes. So We did. Yeah. And, uh, now, and now we're going to go into the interview section where we talk to the people actually
2: Doing setting the tests. up
1: the test. Yes. What, how are they performing the tests? What are they setting up? What are they looking for? Yeah, Yeah. so let's uh, go over to building nine here in Kista. We are in... Building 9 in Schista. yeah, it's one of our buildings, uh, we have a lot of them here outside Stockholm <laughs> and Ericsson Building and here we have an indoor tower full of interesting uh, hardware, radios, antennas, uh, is that a microwave up there?
0: This is Janine is quite right. We're stood in this multi-storey building in the Natrium and uh, uh, normally we talk about indoor indoor uh, radio systems. We talk about discrete little dots that we put in the ceiling. But this is a complete mobile tower with lots of radios and lots of equipment strapped on it. And uh, why we are we here? How many floors? How
1: many floors is this?
0: Oh, eight.
1: Eight. eight, eight. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Uh, and we are here also with a guest that we've had on this podcast before, Sibel Tombas. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. You're head of?
4: I'm head of high band and active antenna systems. Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. And we are going to talk about speed records. Yes. 5G speed records for me.
4: Yes, we will. Today we have achieved another record. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise. So today we have 4.3 gigabit per second in 5G, which is the highest speed so far, and we are using our high-band radio with 800 megahertz of bandwidth. Very interesting. Whoa. Yes,
1: I'm sure you're very proud. Yes, definitely. Yes. yes. So this is yes. time for a celebration. What did you say? Last year it, the the speed test was uh, was done at. the almost the same time yes Yes. so
4: I mean of course we are improving every day Mm -hmm. but uh, I think last year in February we have uh, achieved one biggest milestone which with 3 gigabit per second last February and now we are in the second milestone where we hit 4.3 cool and we're here to describe the setup how do you do a speed test yes yeah
1: (laughs) I mean one thing is I guess uh, people out there they uh, use an app
2: but you have an expert
1: here. We have uh, Anthony Paravati.
2: Yes. Hi. Right. Here.
1: And you are a.
2: Uh, I'm uh, over the air uh, tester, okay. developer. Over and, the uh, air. Uh, <laughs> so my responsibility is just to verify f- new features uh, and uh, p- performance, basically, our system performance.
1: And do speed tests?
2: Uh, we do speed testing uh, in lots of different ways. But yes, speed test tends to be the main. Uh, focus yeah. Yeah. you
1: you are basically like checking the speed and knowing how much you can you can do in different scenarios and, and different setups.
2: speed is an important factor mm-hmm. absolutely but perfor- performance of the system is actually the what what our main focus is so speed is just an indication of a uh, of the of the system's performance, as well as latency, we can always talk about latency, but we take that another day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're interested in that too, but let's describe then the setup that you have here in this uh, atrium yeah. in the building. So, as
2: you mentioned, we're in house nine. Mm-hmm. We have a tower full of radios, different types of radios. Um, so, in this case, we have uh, a high band, the the street macro 6701. Which, which is on the test. We also have an LTE network um, as our anchor band. And then, of course, we need a UE, or a user device. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, we are using the Qualcomm's uh, mobile test platform. Um, and, and
0: that's using the new X55 chipset.
2: Correct. So that's the, the current one uh, available and what uh, mobile vendors will use uh, in future. So that's what we're having on the test. So. <laughs> And then uh, basically, in this case, this scenario of uh, peak rate, we actually use uh, the UE connected to the uh, 6701 stream macro. And we're basically pushing data from a server towards the UE, down the network and over the air. Mm. And what we're actually measuring is the air interface performance. Yeah. And that's what we actually, when we talk about peak Rate, we're talking what it actually is, what rate can we achieve over the air? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what this 4.3 is a milestone all about. Um, yeah.
1: And this is measured via two computers, one that's showing the, the actual speed and one that's showing a lot of numbers.
2: Yeah, the, the one that shows a lot of numbers um, is actually connected to the UE or to the user device, sorry. Um, and the important thing about that is that we can actually understand what the UE is actually doing so um, it gives us much much details it's a bit like we also have the possibility to trace on our uh, radio and so we have two different aspects we have traces on the radio and traces on from the user device and we basically put those together to understand where our deficiencies are what problems do we achieve whether it's system side whether it's ue or user device Um, you say Deficiencies. Yeah, because
1: what you have to do is also test that the different devices, of course, can work together.
2: Yeah, expectation should be all devices should perform the same, because in this case we're using the same uh, X55, and if we were to use another device that has an X55, the expectation is that they should achieve the same rate, same performance. Yeah. Mm.
1: Again, what does this milestone mean to people out there?
4: Yes. So, I mean, of course, we know that 5G has promised much, much higher peak rates and user data rates than the NLTE. And this means that consumers can now use completely different uh, data profiles and download movies, watch Netflix while they are traf- traveling. They can play games when they're in the bus. And, and all that that requires a 5G 10 can, can give very high peak rates, also very high system capacity that can handle multiple users at the same time. And this can only achieved in high frequencies with larger bandwidths so here what we see with 800 megahertz high band radio that can achieve these peak rates this will be enabler for the new consumers and new behaviors we will see new new uh, devices as a result of that to to use these benefits maybe in 2022 2021 we will see different google devices or something that kind of utilize all these additional uh, benefits that come from the network so it's definitely very very exciting
1: even for the people out there who's just using it definitely but uh, it must mean a lot also for for uh, service providers
4: That's yeah of course we can show this. of course and uh, of course this is the same thing for the service operators because they are i mean they have millions of um, uh, they have millions of customers and one big problem they have in their, their 3g and 4g network is the load so they are really they have extremely high load and then the user throughput of the, the people going down and they need to do something and they go to stadiums where there are thousands of people they want to download and upload continuously, so they need to upgrade their network. So for them, this technology with high band with these peak rates means that they can now satisfy all their customers' requirements with a very easy upgrade.
2: I think one way to, do, to explain that is like if we are in a stadium, and uh, we have a, a current system today that has a certain capacity, a certain download. It means that if I wanted to download a replay of a action on, on the field, it would take me, say, for instance, 20 seconds to download. But having a capacity of, you know, 4.3 gigabits per second, it means it would take less time for me to download. And so it, it benefits all the people within the stadium because it's less time on the network and you free up space. So that that's an example of how we... Relief capacity. Yeah. Mm.
1: Thank you so much uh, for for uh, showing us this, Sibyl yeah. yeah. and Andy. So that was uh, our little section from Building Nine, and uh, we just wanted to say that uh, you can email us still on 5G podcast at ericsson.com. We are there for you,
0: and all your questions on five. Yes. Strange <laughs> enough.
1: Keep in touch and see you next time. Bye.